0: This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Jonathan Hill. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run stomp. Episode 94 of Switchcraft is also brought to you by Audible. Get a free audio book that you get to keep, whether you stay a member or not, by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com audible. They've got thousands of books to choose from, so you can find something in any genre that you're looking for. Again, that's runjumpstomp.com slash audible. Witchcraft is recorded live every Tuesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. over at twitch.tv slash run I just want to thank take a moment to thank the people in chat. Uh, people like Ayerslia, Zimzors is here, Kodiak Moonwolf, Dr. Panda uh, PhD, uh Vaxer is here, Rezed TV is here, Link 31254, TF Wagner, Captain Logan. So many people are coming out, and I'm sure that there's some lurkers out there. You guys are all awesome for hanging out with me while I record this. Again, that URL is twitch.tv slash stomp every Tuesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. Let's jump in with feedback. We're going to start with a review from iTunes. We've got tnrt itunes uh they called it the only switch podcast that you need in your feed. I really like the uh the rhyming there. Uh they said, what do you need from a switch podcast? Consistency, professional quality, a down-to-earth and enjoyable host, reliable and current content with a fairly unbiased opinions. You get all this and more with run jump stomps, switchcraft. The shorter, more frequent format is perfect for busy gamers and listeners that aren't able to invest in one-and-a-half to two-hour shows. RJS also invests time and care into his community, regularly interacting with listeners on Twitch, Discord, and Twitter. If you're not hooked, you will be. Give it a go. Thank you so much, TNRT iTunes, for reviewing the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. It helps us go up higher. Um, So big thumbs up to you. Uh, if you're looking for uh, a way to get a hold of me, there's a whole bunch of ways that you can do that. You can do the Discord, like he was mentioning. Uh, you can, That's at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. You can, of course, email me, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can tweet at me, at runjumpstomp, and you can leave a voicemail. The phone number is 260-RUNJUMP. That's 260-786-5867. Uh, call that number, leave a voicemail, and I'll play it on the show. All right, let's... Jump into the news. Power Glove. Everything else is child's play. Uh, Thomas Attenberger, who is at Mr. Helmet. that's A- at M-R-H-E-L-M-U-T, who is, um, he's part of Flying Oak Games, which made Neurovoider, which I've talked about on the show before. Uh, he tweeted out, I can't share any number from our Switch launch, but one month after, what I can tell you is that one month... ...on the Switch equals a lifetime on Steam, including early access. So what is this all about? Well, it looks like people are buying games on the Switch. This is something that we've run into many times in the past... ...is that it's it's quite uh, common for people who own Nintendo consoles... ...to use those consoles almost exclusively for Nintendo-only games. And third parties kind of get left out in the dry sometimes... Uh, or Left Out in the Cold, I think is the right thing. Anyway, uh, Neurovoider, which I recommend, it's a very fun roguelike, um, they are apparently selling more on Switch than they are on Steam. Now, I wouldn't be very fair and unbiased if I didn't point out that the eShop on the Switch has like 140 games or so by now. Uh, Whereas Steam has literally thousands upon thousands of games. So it's a little harder to find uh, something in Steam. I mean, it's fine if you know the name of it. But if you're just looking by genre, it's tough to find uh, a a game that you don't already know about on Steam. Whereas on the eShop, there's not as nearly as much stuff to to go through to find the game. So I think that's probably... um, one of the reasons why they're seeing so such good sale numbers on the switch now as the switch goes on especially at the pace that we have had where we've been getting uh like 10 or more games almost every week for the past few weeks if this keeps up keeps on going it's going to be really we're going to run into the same issue i mean we're not going to have thousands of games on the switch Uh, maybe maybe someday but i doubt it um but we are gonna have a lot more than we have now. And it's gonna make it harder and harder to look through the the eShop and find something. The discover the the discoverability uh for that game or I'm sorry for a game on the eShop is gonna be really tough uh in the future, especially if Nintendo doesn't do more to allow us to filter things and go through and find find exactly what we're looking for. I think that they did a good job on the Switch, or on, I'm sorry, on the Wii U, where you look at the Wii U eShop and you can tap on the screen and say, all right, I only want to see Super Nintendo games, or I only want to see Game Boy games, or I only want to see third-party games. Uh, they made it pretty easy to look through. And the Switch's UI is bare bones, which I'm okay with, but the eShop needs to be easier to navigate. Uh, especially as the number of games grows and grows. Now, I'm saying all that to try and tamp down expectations about this idea that that uh, Neurovoider is flying off the shelves compared to on Steam. But at the same time, you know, I, I'm playing devil's advocate here. At the same time, Neurovoider is a low profile game. It's not widely known. And it's selling really well on the Switch. Um, it, And it's sharing that that space with some heavy hitters and people are still picking it up. And I think that goes to show you that um, third parties, they need to get their games on the Switch because people are buying games for that system. And I think it has to do with the games or with the system being a portable system. The fact that you can take it with you wherever you go means you're going to get through your games much, much faster. Um, And then you're more likely to buy another game. All right, so TF Wagner in chat says, I need to use my wish list. I get what you mean by that, but that's not going to help me discover games that I don't know about. I'm like, I'm in the Nintendo um, zeitgeist. I'm constantly researching stuff for the show. So I'm always hearing about the new games. Um, If you miss a week checking the eShop, like Captain Logan was saying here in chat, if I miss a week checking the eShop, I'm going to miss like the, 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 the games that came out that week are going to get buried under the onslaught of uh, many, many games. And I'm not saying there's too many games for... Well, okay. I'm not saying that there's too many games for the Switch. I'm just saying that there's a lot. And it's a lot to get through. And people just can't keep up with all of it. So I think the eShop needs to be... I think Nintendo needs to address that, and the sooner that they do that, the better. King Kong, he's big, he's ugly, and he's no good at Nintendo. All right, listen, Amazon, you and I have been buddies for a really long time. I give you money every single year, Amazon Prime. And I have been extolling the virtues of Amazon Prime for a very long time. If Amazon were walking down the, the hall, if Jeff Bezos himself walked in, I would high-five the guy, or at least I would have up until this week, because I have heard that pre-orders have now been delayed for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System Classic Edition. And while well, we already knew that pre-orders were delayed, people who pre-ordered it through Amazon got an email saying, well, sorry, you're not going to get your, your thing on time, um, because of reasons. They didn't really go into it. And people thought, all right, well, maybe they're just being delayed for uh, whatever the reason is. I'm sure that it's a reasonable, reasonable thing. Then on launch day, and I, I didn't really talk about this on launch day, but on launch day, Amazon was selling Super Nintendo classics off of their treasure truck, which are these trucks which go around to big cities and they... They have, like, I think they have, like, one item on them, and if you happen to be in the right place at the right time, you get to buy the thing. But here's the thing. Like, let's say that I'm... I'm And I'm not. I didn't pre-order from Amazon uh, US. I pre-ordered one from Amazon U- UK, and I pre-ordered one from GameStop, and I got both of them. Uh, one of them's the European version. Anyway, moving on. Let's say I was one of the people who pre-ordered a Super Nintendo, and... I got it from Amazon and then I got an email saying your pre-order has been delayed. I would have been like, okay, that's no big deal. I'm not upset because as long as I get it, I really don't care when I get it. You know, I've lived this many years without it. And then to find out that they were on the treasure trucks, that really ticks me off. But now this is, this is where things go sideways is that there have been reports and these are just people talking to customer service representatives. So we don't know if they're true or not. But there have been reports that some pre-orders for the Super Nintendo Classic through Amazon have now been canceled. Now, I don't know if it's true. There's nothing confirming this, just reports of people who are upset that they have been told that their pre-order was canceled, but they pre-ordered it, and then Amazon turned around and sold it to somebody else. And that really, really ticks me off. And I know people are like, well, just call Amazon. They'll make it right. Well, what they'll do because any anytime I've ever had an issue with Amazon, I've called up and they've made it right by giving me a free month of amazon prime yahoo i mean i'm not gonna i'm not it's better than a poke in the eye with a sharp stick, but I'm not gonna do a cartwheel over that so but but here's the here's the thing that I don't understand because other other retailers are reporting that they're getting restocks so Like you can go to GameStop and, uh, you know, maybe in the middle of the week, you might be able to find a Super Nintendo Classic or you can go to Best Buy and pick one up or Walmart and and buy them. Uh, But Amazon is canceling them. And it feels like Amazon has some kind of issue with Nintendo. And I don't know whose fault it is because everybody else seems to be handling the Nintendo stuff okay. I mean, not the best. And I'm sure that Nintendo could definitely improve things here. But Amazon seems to be dropping the ball like big time. Let's go back to March. March 3rd. On March 3rd, the Switch came out. My Switch was delivered. Uh, Breath of the Wild was not. I had to drive to Best Buy, buy a copy of the game... Uh, so that I could play it on launch day because I had told my viewers at Run, Jump, Stomp, uh or at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, a little, little plug there. Uh, I told my viewers that I would be playing that game and unboxing the system right there live on the show or on the uh, on the stream. And uh, so I had to go to Best Buy and buy another copy of the game in order to do that. And that was not cool. Mario Kart, the day that that came out, we ordered two for my house because we have two Switches, one for me and one for my son and we wanted to be able to play that game together and i can't stand split screen i hate playing games split screen things are too small i'm old i can't see it i i'm not interested in split screen um so we bought two copies of that game one of them arrived the other one did not arrive until monday and there have been re- reports of this happening all over the place where Amazon is not delivering their their stuff on the day of release like they say they will. And then the only thing that they do is they turn around and they say, hey, sorry, here's a free month of Prime. That's not good enough. That is not good enough. And it makes me worry about what am I going to do when the next big game comes out. Like I pre-ordered through Amazon Mario Odyssey. Is that game going to show up at my doorstep on time? Am I going to be able to stream it on the day of release like I plan? Who knows? There's no way of knowing ahead of time. It seems like Nintendo and Amazon seem to be having... Like, maybe they're butting heads or something. I'm not sure. I, I seem to remember for a really long time, you could not even buy stuff from Nintendo on Amazon's website. Like You, you could not go out and buy uh, Switch unless it was from a third party on Amazon. Uh, But they seem to have fixed that with uh, the Switch. But now, I mean, who knows what is going on? All I can say is that Amazon needs to get their act together and Nintendo needs to go in there and lay the hammer down. Or maybe it's Nintendo's fault. I'm not sure. It doesn't seem like it is because the other retailers are getting restocks and Amazon is canceling stuff. Um, But if it's the other way, if it's Nintendo's fault... Then Nintendo needs to fix their nonsense and Amazon needs to lay the hammer down and say, listen, you are losing out on money and you're costing us customers. Link 31, two fifty four in chat says I'm debating canceling my Amazon pre-order for Mario Odyssey. I took a long weekend need. I need it on the day. I need it the day of of release, I think is what he means to say. Uh, Captain Logan in chat says, the same way Amazon has issues with Apple. Yeah, Amazon and Apple, they don't tend to play nice together. But whatever the issue is, I'm not sure what it is. Uh, One way or the other, it needs to get fixed or I'm going to stop pre-ordering my games from Amazon and I will, even though I really love, I love, love, love Amazon Prime. I'm a big fan of Amazon Prime. We order just about everything on Amazon. I'll go to Best Buy and get one of their, I don't know, whatever their game deal is. I there, There's some kind of gamers club uh, where you get deals on buying games from there. And that'll be where I get my games from now on. And I really hate doing that because that means that it won't come to my house and I'll have to leave. I'll have to leave and get in a car and I'll be sad. All right, let's move on to something a little more interesting. And with an eye to the future, tomorrow begins today. Nintendo, the world's leader in video games, has joined forces with Silicon Graphics, the world's leader in visual computing, to introduce the most exhilarating, breathtakingly realistic 3D video entertainment ever witnessed, Project Reality. Well, it's not a huge surprise to anyone, but Nintendo might be working on a Game Boy Classic Edition. And this is via a trademark, which is basically how we found about, f- found out about this Super Nintendo Classic is a trademark on the, uh, basically on the image of a Super Nintendo controller, I believe it was. Uh, and then later on, we saw an image trademarked for the Super Nintendo controller, the three pronged weirdo. And now we've got a Game Boy image being um, being trademarked by Nintendo and i'm excited about this however i'm going to have a cautious optimism here that's what i want to i want to point out cautious optimism and if you want to read the the information check out the link in the show notes it's from mashable.com i only want this if there's an hdmi out and the ability to play with a controller and i know that that sounds weird but that's because i am a streamer and i want to be able to stream the games and i know that i am the uh outlier i'm not the same um I, there there's i'm I'm the exception to the rule most people probably don't care if there's hdmi out but i do i really want hdmi out for the game boy classic if it's something that happens uh here's a question for you guys what do you think is going to be next do you think we'll get the game boy classic next let's just assume that we're going to get it we we might not but let's just assume that we will and let's also assume that we're going to get the N64 classic. Which one do you think that we should get next? The Game Boy or the N64? And I feel like my money is on the Game Boy because that is a system that you can sell with no controller. And I wouldn't be happy about it because I want to use a controller and have it hooked up to my my um, Twitch stream so I can stream it. Um That's a that's a system you can sell without a controller, and I mean an external controller. Whereas with the N64, if they're going to sell that, which I think that they will, that thing had four controllers. Are we going to have four controllers in the box, or are people going to have to hunt down controllers? I mean, they they kind of fixed it with the Super Nintendo Classic, where it came with two controllers, because the original uh, Nintendo Classic or the NES Classic did not come with two controllers, and everybody is running around playing these on these garbagey third-party controllers that are, they got spongy buttons and it just doesn't feel right. Um, I have one of those, I actually bought two of those controllers. I bought one site unseen saying, Oh, I'll try that one. And then I t- bought another one and I was unhappy with both of them. They're kind of crappy. Uh, I won't say which manufacturer it was, actually I probably don't remember, but that's beside the point. Uh, so what do you guys prefer to see? Do you want Nintendo to be making the Game Boy Classic first or the the Nintendo sixty four Classic? Link thirty one two fifty four says Super Game Boy Classic. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I know that the wasn't wasn't that how we um, could hook Game Boy games up to your Super Nintendo and play them on the TV? Uh, Captain Logan in chat says, Can you imagine a Game Boy Classic that is powered by USB C that can dock in the Switch dock? Oh, <laughs> that that would blow my mind. That would be so cool. Just have um, USB-C. Is it thin enough? I mean, it doesn't matter. They can make it as thin as they need to. Uh, They just... Man, that's a brilliant idea. Nintendo, hire Captain Logan right now. Uh, Anyway... Uh, let's move on to some really good news for Nintendo. The challenge is ice hockey. The power is Nintendo. It's as slick as ice, as fast as Fury. Throwing your shoulder, dig in your blade, blast it in, or be blown away. Ice hockey, now you're playing with power. All right, I'm going to list off some games. And I want you to think about, what do these games have in common? Super Mario 64, Gran Turismo, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Halo Combat Evolved, Half-Life 2, Halo 3, Orange Box, Super Mario Galaxy, Grand Theft Auto 4, Little Big Planet, Bayonetta, Super Mario Galaxy 2, Rock Band 3, Zelda Skyward Sword, Last of Us, Grand Theft Auto 5, Bayonetta 2, Bloodborne, and Breath of the Wild, and then finally Super Mario Odyssey. What do those games have in common? If you guessed that Edge Magazine gave all of them a 10 out of 10, you would not be wrong. Um, so that's, that's the, that's the, the, the headline there is that Super Mario Odyssey has been given a 10 out of 10 by edge magazine. And the games that I listed off are the only games that edge magazine has ever given a 10 out of 10 to, um, boy, there's a lot of Nintendo games on that list. Now there's a couple that I don't necessarily agree with. And I know a lot of people are like 10 out of 10. Does that mean that it's perfect? And th- this is one of the reasons I hate numbered scores. You know, I, I, that's why I do not use numbered scores when I'm reviewing a game. Uh, when I review a game, I just tell people if I would recommend it or not. And uh, people always water everything down to the, the numbered score, and, and they ignore everything that the reviewer wrote or said about the said game. What do I think when I think 10 out of 10? I think that, and this is directly from Jose Otero, who used to be the host of Nintendo Voice Chat and now works for Nintendo. Um, he said a 10 out of 10 to him is a masterpiece. That doesn't mean that it's perfect. I'm sure that there's things that could be better, but it means that the game is a masterpiece and it is a must play. And it's very, very telling that Super Mario Odyssey got a 10 out of 10 from Edge Magazine because that's telling me that that game is a masterpiece. And here's a little tidbit of information that the reviewer put in the actual review um, that really blows my mind. The reviewer said, There are as many moons, if not more, and I'm not quoting them directly. I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember. Uh, but they said, There are there are as many moons, if not more, in Super Mario Odyssey as there were Korok seeds in Breath of the Wild. And we all know that Breath of the Wild had like 900 Korok seeds. So we're going to be playing Super Mario Odyssey for a very, very long time. Uh, So there you go. I'm very happy to hear this news, and I am excited for Super Mario Odyssey. And we only have, gosh, what is it, the 27th when it comes out? I think so. So we got two weeks. We got two weeks left before Mario Odyssey. And uh, then we're going to be playing. The one thing that I'm worried about with Super Mario Odyssey is that every times that they every time that I watch somebody play that game, they're using motion controls. And I know that Nintendo said that you don't have to use motion controls, but it's easier to play if you do. I don't really like motion controls outside of aiming, so hopefully it still plays well without motion controls. You know, knock on wood. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, anyway, that's the it for the big headlines today. Let's talk about what I've been playing, and then we will do the lightning round. What have I been playing since the last episode? I've been playing a little bit of Golf Story, which I think is a fantastic game. I'm having a lot of fun with it, but I'm not going to talk about it too much today because I haven't had enough time with it to really um, make my decisions about how I feel about the game. So far, I'm having fun. Um, I've also played Earth Atlantis, and that's the one that I want to talk about a little bit more today. Uh, Earth Atlantis is what I would refer to as a bullet hell shooter uh, where you've got bullets all over the screen. you have to avoid them. Uh, you can also shoot the bullets with your bullets in the game. Uh, the th- let's talk about the good stuff. Uh, so the game has a fantastic like art design. It's gorgeous. It looks like some something somebody drew a picture on an old tattered, paper map that like a pirate would have like you know it scrolled up with like a wax seal on it that's what the game looks like it looks like an old treasure map basically and it's gorgeous and i love the 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 look of the environments even though they kind of get repetitive uh one thing that i think would have been fantastic and you won't hear me say this often is this game should be on the 3DS not the switch personally because this is a game that would really benefit from having uh, a better map on the bottom screen. And then on the top screen, that 3D effect would look really, really cool. Um, because there's everything's the same color. It makes it hard to pick things out. And if it was in 3D, it would be so much easier to look and see, oh, there's a monster and then this other thing's in the background. And I think that it would be fantastic on the 3DS. The game is a two-button gameplay kind of game. You can you move your character around and you've got two buttons uh, to push. <clears throat> it's pretty hard, too. I can't imagine playing this game on hard. I tried it on medium and I died a whole bunch. And then I decided I was going to play it on easy. And I was able to beat like three or four bosses. Um, and it was fun, It wasn't super compelling to me, though. I I did like the bosses. I thought that they were really cool. But I just didn't love the game. There wasn't a whole lot that was driving me forward to play it again, especially when I have a million other games to play. Um, There's not a whole lot to pull you back to this game with everything else that's coming out right now. So I personally can't recommend Earth Atlantis, even though it's a good game. It's a good game that... Well... It's an okay game. It's not bad in any sense of the term, or in any sense of the word. It's not a bad game. It's just not a game that I found compelling. And uh, that's too bad, because I was pretty excited to play it. All right, let's jump into the lightning round. I've only got one story in the lightning round today, so I'm going to go through it real fast. Borderlands might be coming to the Switch. This was posted by, I believe it was Kodiak Moonwolf or Zapdseed. One of those two posted it in the Discord. And it was basically, uh, there's a there's a Twitter account called Claptrap, who is a character in the Borderlands series. And that Twitter, Twitter account w- had posted this thing about being an amiibo and what is an amiibo. And first off, that's cool because Claptrap, while I've not played Borderlands, I've seen Claptrap and he's a cool design uh, and it would be cool to have an amiibo of him or her, I guess I don't know. I don't I don't know what if it's a male robot or a female robot. It's a robot, so it, I guess. It would be cool as an amiibo. Um but Borderlands come to the switch maybe. Now this isn't confirmed anywhere, but I mean it seems kind of obvious. Um that's a pretty old game. Is this something that you guys are interested in? I've never played a Borderlands game and so I'm interested in this because It'll be a first time for me, you know? I'm I'm kind of excited for that idea. All right, let's uh, look at coming soon. Well, I guess I should fact-check things because according to people in chat... Oh, it was Mr. Dippy that posted it. All right, thank you, Mr. Dippy. Uh, according to people in chat, Captain Logan says the Amiibo tweet is kind of old, from ni- from 2015. TV says the tweet is over 900 days old, and that was the last tweet on the account before the new ones came out. So... Uh, probably not. So I guess I should uh, do a little more research next time. Thank you for keeping me honest, Captain Logan and Res TV. Uh, I appreciate it. Probably not going to be getting Borderlands for the Switch. However, I still think it's a good idea only because I've never played a Borderlands game. If I had played a Borderlands game or if I had owned the Borderlands games, I probably would say, no, I don't care if it comes or not. Uh, but being selfish that I am, I want it to come so that I have a reason to play it and play it portably. (laughs) All right, let's wrap up by taking a look at what's coming up before the next episode. (laughs) Well, the next episode of Switchcraft doesn't come out until the 14th, but looks like we don't have any games coming out until the 17th. But I'll go ahead and list those off. It looks like we've got Don't Knock Twice coming to the Switch, as well as Rogue Trooper Redux. Redux? I don't know how to say that. Redo? I don't know. Both of those games are coming out on the 17th, and then Putty Pals for Nintendo Switch is coming out on the 18th. Um, I expect that everybody already knows that we've got Fire Emblem Warriors coming on the 20th, and I'm sure that there's a lot of people that have pre-ordered that. I have not, and I'm looking forward to that game, but I will probably play it next year. I think it's a huge mistake for Nintendo to bring that game out a week before... Mario Odyssey. I really think it's a mistake, and I know that they are two different. Well, I know that they serve different audiences, but I feel like everybody on Switch is going to be getting Mario Odyssey, and Fire Emblem Warriors is going to get short shrift. I feel like Nintendo made this mistake before with what's the name of the uh, with Arms. Arms came out, and then less than a month later, Splatoon Two came out, and. Those are both fantastic games, and ARMS kind of gets ignored now. I, not saying that people aren't playing ARMS, but people don't talk about it very much. People are still constantly talking about Splatoon, whereas ARMS is just kind of an afterthought, which is too bad because it's fantastic, and I actually prefer ARMS to Splatoon too. I think it's a, a, a better game for me because I don't have to depend on other players, especially when the voice chat on the Switch is so poor. Anyway, uh, I guess it's time to wrap this thing up. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, big thanks to the people that I mentioned at the beginning of the show for um, hanging out here. Don't forget to check out uh, runjumpstomp.com slash audible for your free audio book. Um, that's all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, please let me know. If you're looking for ways to support the show, you can do so by heading over to my wife's Etsy page, uh, the Patreon. Uh, just share the show with a friend or review the show on iTunes. You can find links to all the ways that you can support the show at runjumpstomp.com support. And uh, another way that you can support the show is to check out uh, Noteblock and Tom Winter's YouTube channel- channels because they let me use their music on the show. And they're super, super talented people. So I highly recommend them. I'm out of here. You all have a fantastic day. Bye bye. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audio books and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books if you decide to stay on and you probably will get one book every month for 14.95 in addition you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases cancel anytime your books are yours to keep even if you cancel you can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com/audible and directly support the show